Right, so I'm going to talk about the church because, you know what, a lot of times we do baby dedication, everyone comes and they just, oh, let's just get a cute picture. What does that mean? There is something that it actually means that we need to be part of. You guys out there, even though some of you are like, I'm not dedicating a child, you are. If you're part of the church, you're part of that, and you have a job, and it is, a, it is something you need to do. So I want to talk about what the church is, because I think that we sometimes don't even realize what church is. We think church is sitting in here, going on Sundays, um, and that is a very, very small part of the church. So as we go and have dedication today, I want to talk really about um, what we're supposed to do as a church, what a church is, and what a church is not. So, and, and when I say church, we have the big C church. You guys know what that is? The big C church means that's the whole body of Christ. That is, not, that is anybody who's called in the name of the Lord and is saved. That is the church, okay? Then you have little C church, which is your local church where God has called you to your region, to your place, for your plan, for your purpose, um, what is happening right now. So obviously not every believer on this earth can come together in one building, but we all can come together in unity. So when I'm talking, when I'm talking today, some of the things are meant for big, big C church and some are little C, okay? So we got that figured out? All right. So I'm going to tell you first what the church is not. So if you get offended, you can get offended real early. I don't deal with the spirit of offense. You know what I do? I just cast it right out. Because you know what? In unity in the body, it's not welcome. So I'm going to tell you, the church is not a business. Too many times we watch Little C churches and they run them like a business. It's not a business. The church is not a business. It is not an organization. Even though I do value organization in church, right? Do you guys like it that the seats are set up when you come? You like somewhere to sit and, and you like that things are working and, and working order and properly, right? We like organization, but the church is not an organization. It's not for consumerism. It's not for us to come and get what we need all the time and it's not just for us. It's not just to have it our way. I know that's really hard for us as Americans to believe that it's not just about us. You know, you don't even come to church just to feel good about yourself and to take everything you can to use it to survive that week. Sometimes it happens. To be honest, there's times I'm like, I'm coming to church, I'm taking everything because I got nothing left and I need to get filled up. I've done that. Like, today I'm not giving. Today I'm coming and I am receiving from other people that are here. Dave, where's Dave? You received a lot. Everyone saw your beard today and how many, I mean, He's like, everybody's saying I look great with a beard. He received a lot of encouragement that, you know what, he looks very sophisticated with a beard. So now y'all are looking for, where's Dave? <laughs> now everyone's going to say after, but now you know those were the people that didn't come up first. So I'm <laughs> just teasing you, Dave. Um, but do you know what I mean? sometimes we come to receive, sometimes, um, but every week we should be coming to be servants. So it's not... A restaurant, so if you don't like the food that we serve or the lack thereof, you know, the kids, you guys get goldfish crackers, they get Oreos down there. I mean, they're getting, they're eating pretty well. But it's not a restaurant. They're not coming and you say what you want and I don't like it because we don't have, you know, I want a church that gives me donuts every week. Well, you know what? That's not what the church is. Come on. That's right. Too bad. <laughs> you are getting donuts today. From Heritage, awesome, awesome family. If you don't know them, Lana works for them. They are the Zurups are great people, and he 
he just blessed the church and gave a discount to us so that you guys can all have fresh donuts. So, see? You, don't, you come even though you didn't have donuts, and now you're going to get donuts. But we're not a restaurant. We're not a movie theater. We're not a retail store. Despite sometimes you walk in. I have been to churches, and I'm like, I didn't know this was a strip mall. I can eat dinner here. I can buy my books here. And I'm like, that's not the church. Those churches can have things like that. You know, Hebrews Coffee Shop. You don't have that. Have you ever been to churches like that? I've been where they says the name of the coffee shop is Hebrews. You know, things like that. It's not a joke. It's real. Um, but we're not, those things can be in a church building, but that is not the church. That means you don't come to a church, you don't choose a church that fits you, you commit to being part of a church that God has called you to serve. That's not fun. Nobody's smiling at me. Because it is. The thing is, the difference is, God said, oh, you gave your life to me, now I'm going to tell you where you need to be, where you need to go, what, what gifts, talents, abilities I have given you that will fit in an area that will benefit and lead people to the kingdom. That's our only job. But instead, we're like, I like going to this one because it fits, it just fits me. I didn't know it was about you. See, that's the difference because it's not a restaurant. You don't go and say, I want this, this, and this from the church off the menu. Oh, I want to go see this movie. I like this. You know, I want the graphics to be this way, and I want the music to be this way, and I want worship to be this way. Well, it's, that's not what church is because worship is not for you. If you don't like the worship, it's not for you. It's not meant to be for you. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. It doesn't matter if someone is standing up here and just singing hymnals, and you're like, oh, I don't like that. It doesn't matter because it's not for you. It is for God. So quit stealing things from him that were, that were his, and you decided, I want it to be for me. Now we can move on, okay? If you got offended, just deal with it in your heart. Ask God to forgive you, whatever it is. But that's the truth. Worship is for him, isn't it? It is. Amen. Come on. Something's going on in my family. My family's not right. Well, then worship God and quit worshiping self. I don't know where that came from, but that was for somebody today. If you've got a problem, go to the one who can actually do something about it. His name is Jesus. All right, so we commit to being part of a church. We're called to serve. And we all do that in different ways. You might come here and say, well, I don't do like an official job at my church. Like I'm not ushering or I'm not, you know, taking care of children. Or I'm not doing sound or whatever it is. But you come and you give an encouraging word. You come, and someone comes in with an issue that they don't know what to do, and you come in, and you're like, oh, I have the answer to that. Like, I went through that last year, and I asked God, and God showed me, here's the steps. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize it would be that easy. You know, there's things. You come, and God takes care of you. So sometimes we serve in different areas, but you come to serve to grow the kingdom. That's why we come to church. We come because we want to hear the word. We want to get equipped because if we're equipped, what happens? We can actually grow the kingdom. Because when, if we have everything we need, when we go out, we can actually bring other people into the kingdom, lead them to Jesus, can't we? If you go to a job site without the tools, you're not going to get much done. We went and planted a bunch of trees in memory of my parents yesterday. And we got all these tools and we're doing everything. You know, got shovels and hole diggers and just a bunch of stuff. And we had all the tools, so we got it done so quick. And... Part of it, and then we had all we brought all the puppies with us, so it was crazy. My brother had two, and we had two. So finally, I said, "You know what, Layla? You know what would really help us?" She dug some holes, she put some trees. I said, "It would really help me a lot if you just sat on the ground and played with puppies. Like that's how you get to serve. 
and that was great. Like, she got the better end of the deals. My brother's like, yeah, I got candy bars for you. I got water. You know, play with the puppies. I'm like, I want that job. Sometimes we want that job in the church, right? Look, that one looks fun. That looks exciting. Do you know, we get up here and we preach and we do all these things, but do you know, a few weeks ago, the, the church had a clog in the bathroom. Do you know what, who they came and got? <laughs> because you know what, that tells me that we're teaching proper servanthood, that it doesn't matter if you're up front, also it's your job to take care of the crap. Because you serve and it doesn't, you don't have a position of higher or lower. You serve in the kingdom because you want to serve people and you want people to come to know Christ, all right? That's what the church is. It's complete service because that's what Jesus said, right? Do we agree on that, that God's word says that? Let's, let's agree to that. So um, I'm going to read in 1 Corinthians 3. If you like to follow along, I'm starting verse 5, and I'm going to talk a little bit as um, talking to the church, okay? So it says, what then is Apollos, what, and what is Paul, just servants through whom you believe in Christ? Even as the Lord appointed to each his tasks, we all have different things, I planted, Apollos watered, but God all the while was causing the growth. So neither is the one who plants, nor the one watering anything, but only God who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one in importance and esteem, so it's important what you do, working towards the same purpose. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. We are the first building. When people look at the church, it's us. They say, what does the church look like? Look in the mirror. That's what it should look like. It should look like us. So I'm going to keep going on, and it says in verse 10, According to the remarkable grace of God, which was given to me, I don't naturally have grace. It's given to me, isn't it, by God, to prepare me for my task. Like a skillful master builder, I laid a foundation, and now another is building on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay a foundation other than the one which is already laid, which is Christ Jesus. That is the first foundation. If you want to build anything in the kingdom, in your family, whatever it is, it needs to first be on Christ. Not on our own opinions, our own thoughts, our own likes or dislikes. Our first thing is to build on the foundation that Christ put in, isn't it? Sometimes the local church looks a lot different than the actual church. Sometimes we go to be served. Oh, look, everyone's pulling chairs out for me. They're, they're getting me my coffee. They're being so nice to me. They're not, I mean, be nice to people. Don't be like, get your own coffee. Crawl across this broken glass. Have some sacrifice. Like, let's not do that to people. That's not biblical. Okay? But we got to look and say, you know what, if, if there's a need, then we should be ready to serve. Noah, thanks to you, because today I was like, I forgot to ask someone to take pictures. And I said, you know, it's last minute. I'm like, Noah can do it. I didn't even ask him. And you know what, you're doing it, right? Okay. <laughs> I didn't even ask him. But you know, he knows that a heart of a servant is, if there's a need in the body, you, you come alongside. If you have the gifts and the talents and ability, then you come and you take care of that. 
you know, because you guys want to remember this day and that this is the day that we came together and I know that this is going to change generationally because now my children's children's children are going to know the Lord because we're setting it in the foundation. Do you see what you're doing today, what we're partnering with today, is you're setting it in the foundation. Like for me, I never even think that my grandchildren will not serve the Lord. It's not even a thought in my mind. Not even a thought in my mind because I already put the foundation when my children were little. Me and my husband, we, we committed them, we dedicated them, we, we continued to build on that foundation. So that's what we're doing today. I want to talk a little bit more about what the church is. So in Ephesians 2, I, don't you guys love Ephesians? Because that's God talking to us. And like a lot of it is like he's spanking us and we're getting in trouble. But it was so nice that we're like, it's okay. He's good. Like it feels good. You feel encouraged when he's like, quit being dumb and do this. It's a lot easier when you just sit under my grace and you walk according to my word. But he says it better, doesn't he? So in Ephesians 2, it says, Then you are no longer strangers and aliens outside without rights or citizenship. You are fellow citizens with the saints. We are fellow citizens with the saints, which are God's people and are members of God's household. I want to be a member of God's household. He has all wealth, all wisdom. I want to be part of that household. I want to be known for a household that is wise and wealthy. Don't you? I do. That's so good. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles, the prophets, and Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together and it continues to increase, growing into a holy temple in the Lord, a sanctuary dedicated, set apart. I want to stop on that set apart. If we are set apart, we're not to look like the world. We don't do things like the world because we're not the world. We are in the world. We're not of the world. We should look different. We should be set apart because we are set apart because Christ is set apart. Well, when I go to church, it doesn't look fun and exciting and it doesn't look like an amusement park. It's not an amusement park, okay? It's not. It's a church. It's set apart. It looks a little different. We have a plan and a purpose. We have a, there, there's a war going on for people's souls and we need to be equipped and ready. I'm not saying you can't have fun. God, you know, he gives us joy, but we need to be set apart. If you look like the heathen next door, there's a problem. If your family looks like the heathen, and I'm not saying people, guess what? There are believers and there are pre-believers in my mind. They just haven't met Jesus yet. And you know what? They haven't met Jesus because probably the person next to them hasn't been that light. That's how God set it up that we are to be the light for someone else. And, you know, because Jesus is living in us, that's how they get to know Jesus. That's how they come into the kingdom, right? The disciples, apostles, they had it easy. They got to just see Jesus and be like, yes, Jesus, I'm coming into the kingdom. That was pretty easy, right? They got him. We have the Holy Spirit. So God's like, now I'm going to use all of you. So now you get to be set apart with me. It's like, oh, I want to do it my way. And God's like, oh, yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. But we're set apart. So we are sacred in the presence of the Lord in him and in the fellowship with one another. You are also being built together into a dwelling place of God in the spirit. So the church is a family. It is a family. God said he invited us in. You know, he took us from orphans and, and he brought us into the family. So what does a family look like? God doesn't say, oh, you messed up. You're out of the family. You know what? You mess up at work. You're out of the, 
sorry, you're fired. God doesn't fire us. God doesn't say, you missed it a bunch of times. I don't love you anymore, right? When your kids are really little, because we're, today we're dedicating all kids like one and under, so it's like they can do things that are bad and it's adorable still, <laughs> right? Like they just, like they pinch somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. You know, if, my, if, if one of my kids now came up and pinched somebody, I'm pinching them back. <laughs> like you should know better, but mom, you used to think it was cute. I tell people all the time, like that's cute now. It will not be cute in two years. Enjoy those moments when it's still cute. But it's a family. And we, in a family, we take care of each other. God takes care of us. He's the head. He's in charge. You know, he's given us a plan. He's given us an outline, which is God's word. And it says we come to be, we don't come to be served, but we come to serve. You guys getting a thing that the church is a servant's place. It's not about you or me or anybody else. That we should be able to go from, hey, I just led someone to the Lord and go unclog a toilet. Because both can serve the Lord. Both can serve the Lord. But for some reason, we've kind of gotten to, I just think in general, we just think, well, it's about me. It's just, I just got to fit here. It's just, what I talk about, lies that we believe, you just do you. No, no, no. You do according to God's word. That's what you do. You don't do you. Uh, just, I just don't. Feel it. I'm just not vibing it. All of that is barf and vomit. We do God's word because we asked Christ into our life and we said, now our life is yours, but we want to argue with Christ and do it our way. No, no, no. We're not doing it our way. We're doing it according to God's word. So we go to be served. We go to serve and not be served. And sometimes we get served in the middle of that. When we're taking care of others, you know what God miraculously did? When we serve and take care of others, it naturally then we are taken care of. We don't have to do all this extreme self-care and I got to go get everything for me because someone's not going to think about me. When you come into the body, it naturally, you serve, the next person's serving, everybody's serving, so everyone's getting cared for. If your kids came in today, our resident pops gave them fruit snacks and they all come lining up. They're like, he's just pops. He probably has some now. If you're hungry, he will throw them to you, whatever. I mean, like, he'll sneak up. He's like, I got a special treat for you. You know, I'm, it doesn't matter how old you are, but do you see how you get taken care of? The kids know that. But those same kids, and we're talking like two, three, and four-year-olds, after service, you'll watch them. They'll come and take all the cards off the back of the chairs. They'll fold up chairs. They'll take care of them. We have two-year-olds serving in this body, not just going, getting their snacks, doing whatever. No, they're coming. They're serving. They're taking care of things. They're pushing these giant carts. I'm always like, Lord, protect their fingers. We have not had that yet. It is amazing what they can do. I mean, but do you see, they get served, we take care of them, and in turn, the way the kingdom works is they also serve. I mean, we're talking, I believe everybody, I don't care if you're a newborn, little babies, they come and they serve. When, when, I saw, when I saw Benjamin this morning, he was just so sweet, smiling at me. I was like, you just blessed me. You just gave to me joy. You came and you served as a tiny baby. Do you see, that's the kingdom because our spirits are not born as a baby or an adult. Do you know what I mean? So we can serve. So the church is the kingdom of God coming together to care for each other, to teach, to train, to prophesy, to build up, you know, to because we get to be part of the ministry of reconciliation. Do you know how awesome that is? We get to be part. God, Christ didn't say, I'm doing it all. Christ said, I came and died on the cross. Now I did all the hard things. I'm also going to let you be part of all the amazing things 
of leading people to me so that they can be in the kingdom. That's amazing. He called all of us to do that. I know who I have been, and I'm thinking, Lord, I thank you for your grace that you, you gave such an honor to me that I get to be part of that. Instead of being scared, like, oh, no, I have to talk to someone about Jesus. It's like, oh, my gosh, I get to talk to someone about Jesus and lead them from death to life. That's how we should think about our ministry, which every single one of us have. So a church does not fit you. Local church, local churches, little C churches, they need you and they need me. They need us. And God, God put it in his plan, and he's like, I'm going to put so I have that need. He planned that so we could be a family, so that we need each other, we contribute, so that you can serve it for his plan and his purpose. In his plan that none shall perish, that all shall be saved, right? That's his plan. Sometimes we meet people and we're like, I'm not talking to them. I don't care about them. I don't like them. Well, there's probably people that don't like you too. <laughs> Rustic. Right? I used to think, oh, they don't like me. But then I'm like, oh, there's, probably, there's people I don't like too. I mean, I love them, but there's people that I'm like, you know, if I have to choose to spend time with them, not going to be them, right? Especially if they're joy stealers or negative or complainers. I'm like, you know, I'll pray for you. I will see you in the kingdom. But I need to be built up and encouraged. So I'm going to go over here. You know, those are things. So, so if you left a church because you don't like the worship or the coffee, you know, Michelle makes a coffee, so you can't blame that on me. <laughs> But it's always good. So, no, it's good. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's good. I hear your coffee is really good. And even the times I've had to make coffee, I go by Michelle's recipe and she tells me exactly what to do. And then I text her again before I put it in, don't I? If she's not here, I'm like, tell me again exactly how many scoops, how much water. Because people in the morning, their coffee's messed up. Scary. You guys are, you coffee people are a little scary. I don't drink coffee, so. But if you don't like the worship, you don't like the coffee, you don't like the length, oh, church is too long, I want it to be an hour, I want it to be 55 minutes because I've got things to do that are outside the will of God. I don't like the pastor, I don't like the people. God didn't ask you if you did. He didn't say, hey, I'm going to plant this church. I'm going to send my son to die, but I want to make sure it's okay with you. Do you like this? Do you like this? You don't like this worship song? I guess I'll change it, you know. I mean, I love it because my people are praising me and glorifying me. But, but if you don't like it, you know, I'll just, I'll just, I won't let them sing it. Tell me that ain't true, though. But if you left because of those things, you're out of the will of God. Right? Can we just be honest? Because you know what? We're, the church is so divided, the little C church of this and that, and it's like, no, we, are, we need to act like the church because we have a job. When these children come up here, you guys are in the front, so you get picked on, you know. <laughs> but, you know, if you need support with your, your kids, I want to know, you want to know that if you ask someone to pray for your child, they're praying according to God's word, right? You don't want someone sending your kid good vibes. 
You don't want that, right? I want to know that they are praying. If my child is sick, I want to know that they know that, that we serve a God that raises them from the dead, that can heal all sickness, that can heal all disease. I need someone that can pray like that. I don't want someone being like, you want a vibe? Want your child? That? No, I want my child not to be sick. I want my child to live and not die. That's what I want. So I want it to be according to God's word. Your child is healthy and beautiful. So I'm just saying. But if, you want, if your child's sick, you're asking people you know can pray, right, that know God's word. Whew, I'm getting excited. Let's just not. Let's pretend that I'm not like this every week. <laughs> but God calls us. And this is why your church, Little C, is so important of where you are, where you're planted, what you're doing, and serving. If you go and you're like, I want to go to this church, it's a mega church because it's got 2,000 people and I can sit there and no one ever knows that I was here. And there's mega churches where you can serve and do everything, and they have amazing programs, and it's awesome, and I love it. But if that's the reason, but God, because God calls us to a place, he calls us to a group of people, and if God is calling you from a place, so let's say you're like, man, I was here, but now I feel like God's calling me to this church or this location or this town or whatever it is. Let's say you're getting called out. Some of you drive a long way because God said, I need what you have here. And I am very... I, I know me and Matt, we are very thankful that your giftings are here. I'm looking at you, Tony, because you drive a long way to bring what giftings God has had and put on your life to be able to bless this community. And you're sitting next to the next people that, the Badrews, I said it right. You guys, I've been struggling with that name for like three years, so... I practiced it every day for a long time the last couple weeks. I got it. Um, but if God is calling us, sometimes he does call us. So what does that look like different than just being like, well, I promised that I would support these people, but now I don't like what they said on Sunday, so I'm going to leave. Okay, there's a difference of what that looks like. And I want to help you out so that you can support where God has called you to be. So if we look at, we look at the Apostle Paul, he went to so many churches. We would call him a church hopper, right? Here he goes again. Oh, I got shipwrecked, whatever. Oh. <laughs> no. But we see him. He went all over the place. He, he was like, I'm only going to come for a week. Sorry, I'm in jail. I was in prison. Oh, yeah, sure. You just wanted to go to that church. You liked it better. They had better coffee. They had more donuts. They had better worship. They, whatever. No, Paul didn't do that. But he was called a lot of places, right? He, wasn't, he didn't have a local church that he stayed in very long. You know why? There's, there's a, God called him because he had tools, he had gifts, he had talents that other churches needed to grow, to expand the kingdom, right? So he was bringing those things through letters, through visits, through his word, because he got, because you know, he had a huge transformation. I am thankful I did not have to have the transformation Paul had, because Paul was very evil. Let's just be honest. He was murdering and killing God's people. So I'm glad I didn't have to have that transformation. So Paul also got a lot of gifts, talents, and abilities, didn't he? Because, you know, for much, for much that he was forgiven for, he also had a lot. God put him in a spot where he could actually have a huge testimony. He had a lot of wisdom. So you see that. God calls him. Sometimes God calls us and says, you know what? I need someone who can prophesy at this church. I need someone who, who can worship. I need someone who can give encouragement. I need someone who can make good coffee. When Michelle tells me that she's sick, I'm like, 
I start having a panic attack sometimes. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I know I'm not good at that, and I know we need that. And I, I'm very thankful for that stuff because you serve every single week. There's no one that gives you a respite, nothing. And I'm thankful for that. And you never complain, ever. Never complains. It has been seven years you've been doing that, and you have never complained once that, oh, I do this every week and nobody cares. Never. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you have a servant's heart. Thank you, Michelle. But so there's times that God calls us to a different place, a season. He's like, you know what? You're in this church. You're doing good. Now I'm going to ask you to come here, bring those gifts and talents. Or you move to a different, like God's like, I'm moving your family. Hear this. There's things like that. But that's when God calls you because it's going to build the kingdom, not cause discord and take away from the kingdom. Do you see what I mean? So if God, if you're in a church and you're not, and your family is struggling, God may call you out and say, you need this, you need here. Because they're going to help build your family, which is your first ministry, right? Get your family right, and then it can expand. So sometimes you need that. Here, we have a lot of little children. And we have a lot of people who have been trained to work with children. We have a lot of people who work in the school systems. I mean, this is a place, if you've got kids and you're like, my kids are out of control and wild, come here. This is probably where God's calling you. We've got a lot of tools here, a lot. You know? Both corrective and encouraging to us. <laughs> but do you see how different things have, so God will call you. The second reason that, okay, I'm leaving a church, would be there's unrepented sin happening in that church. That, that means with proof. That doesn't mean I just don't like that person, so I'm going to say that there was something wrong. No, you know, have some actual unrepented sin. If there's something going on that is sinful, and even in that. So if you're like, well, I didn't like it. And, and, okay, there was sin. Well, did you do this? So even if that is happening, we've had to leave a church like that one time, and we did this. Because you know what? It's still not right. Even if there's sin going on in that church, you still, you don't just get to leave. You don't get to just take away from the kingdom. It says this. The second reason, even if that you should be done, you should do what the word of God says if that's going on. And what does he say in Matthew 18? If your brother or sister in God's family does something wrong, go and tell them what they did wrong, right? Do this when you are alone with them. If they listen to you, then you have helped them to be your brother or sister again. But if they refuse to listen, go to them again and take one or two people with you that are kingdom people. Don't just grab someone off the street and be like, you agree with me? Come on. No. Kingdom people. Then there will be two or three people who will be able to tell all that happened. If they refuse to listen to them, tell the church. And if they refuse to listen to the church, treat them as you would with someone who does not know God. We had to do that. And we did that. According, That's what I'm saying. That's the reason. You don't just go, I don't like this, or I think that they're sinning. Well, do you know? Did you even give them an opportunity to restore that? We had some really good friends come to us. And we're like, we're going to leave the church. And I said to them, you know, is God calling you or is God allowing you? And then also we brought it up with any repentance. If we did these things, we're sorry. We didn't even realize, right? You give a, a chance to have reconciliation, right? Because that's what God says. The church would be a lot healthier if we weren't all mad at each other and judging each other and hurting each other and going and trying to cause discord and tear each other apart and down, right? Right? Because we should be what? We should be building each other up. 
So if someone's doing something, you can come with gentleness. Kindness leads them to repentance, right? You don't come and you're doing this and I don't like it. You come and say, you know what? This has really been on my heart and I noticed this and I, I just love you so much that you might not even realize you're doing this. But can we talk about this? Can, this is what God's word said and it just doesn't look like it lines up. And they might say, I didn't realize I was doing this or you know what? You might have a skewed. If it, it could be something like, oh, maybe they're just seeing it different because they have trauma. It, might be, it can get resolved when two people are in unity in the church and actually want that. If someone has a spirit of offense, let them go. If they're not willing to resolve it, but God said this is how you should do it. You go to them private, then you take another with you, then you actually go public with it, then if they still don't, isn't that crazy that God actually told you how to deal with your family, which is the church, is your family? You don't just get to be like, I don't like them, we're cutting them off, they're the crazy uncle. Yeah, it's hard. All right, so I'm sharing all this with you guys today because I want you guys to feel the understanding of what it is when you partner with someone and say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to partner with you in supporting you as you raise your children. We're going we're gonna to stand alongside you when you get baptized and you make a pu public profession and now the world just seems like it's hitting you over and over and things are happening. You know what? When you're sick, we're going to pray for you. Dave, we're happy to see you moving around. We prayed for him two days later. He was like up and going. You know what? And his daughter stepped in. It's like, pray for my dad. He never gets sick, ever. He's sick. That's like the third time in his life. Like, <laughs> you know, what God does because we came along instead of saying like, why wasn't he here? Why did he do this? Because we prayed and believed that's what we need to be as the church. So I want to share with you what it means when you step away because you're mad. You left other people there. You left people that God said, I entrusted them to you. I put them in your family. And not just in your family, I put them in your household. Little C Church. And you didn't take care of them. And you were angry with them. And all you want to do is fight with them and judge them and all of these things. And now you've hurt them and you've stolen away from, now they don't want to raise their kids according to God's word and you've stolen away from generations from me because you wanted what you wanted gets pretty heavy, doesn't it, when you realize this is my responsibility. So if you left the church just because it doesn't fit my likes, my ways, I would do it, I don't like this person or that person, you're probably just a thief. Because if you were called somewhere when God has, God has something for you to bring into that local body, what is needed, you know, you've robbed the rest of the body when you take it away. I'm very thankful, Jordan, that you are here with sound every week because if you're not, I do not know what I'm doing. My husband and Jordan, if they, like, seriously, I, I couldn't, I don't even know, like, how many cords are there right now. And, like, Jordan just sends me, can you order this? I'm like, yeah, whatever you say. Like, he could probably get anything he wants in technology. I would not know. But I'm very thankful because I can't do that. If Jordan's like, I'm not going to be here, like, Five minutes before I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? Like we need, we need some of those things. But do you see how we can rob the body by just being like, I just want to sleep in. I don't want to go. I don't like these people. It's like, you know, we bring something. Guys, working in the children's church, your whole family's starting to come into that and doing that. It's like, you are teaching 
this family's kids. You are putting that in. You're loving. You're speaking the word. All of us have a thing. Let's not rob the body because we don't like the coffee or the worship. Right? Doesn't that seem weird that we would rob and be a thief in our own family because we don't like the songs that are being sung? We don't like that a woman is up here preaching. We don't like that they believe in healing. You're mad because we believe that God heals? You're mad because God is raising people from the dead. Doesn't that seem a weird thing to be mad about? But do you see how we can rob? You have someone who has a gift of healing to everybody that they lay hands on come to church. You may be needed in that church. It might, you might be coming into an area that is full of sickness, that has had cursing on it for a while. And God's like, yeah, you know, I gave you this gift, this calling, just like when um, they passed, when Paul right, passed by and the shadow came on them and they got healed. Right? Did I say that right? Yeah, I said it right. My husband is a Bible scholar. He knows the word of God. So... If I don't know where it is in the Bible, I go to him. I'm definitely more joyful, though. <laughs> See, we all bring something. We all bring something. Let's not rob each other. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, and you all are like, oh, my gosh. If you felt conviction, just say, God, I'm sorry. I didn't realize how important I was to your kingdom. Please forgive me. Where I'll go wherever you want me. That's as easy. You can fix it right there. You don't have to do this long thing. It's just the thing that we have a hard time is this heavy thing we carry called pride, and we don't like to set it aside. Just throw it. Throw it. Let it. Let it go. Go to God. He'll tell you where you need to be. Is that good? That's good. That's exciting. I am really glad that God has brought you guys here. I love our church. It's healthy. It's awesome. I mean, I get to be a mima to like so many. That it's great. I'm like, keep them bringing more. <laughs> you keep having more babies. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about what our job really is. <laughs> um, so it says, don't forsake the assembly. This is an assembly. We come together, we're assembling. Okay? Okay, don't forsake the assembly. So God's saying, go to church. Go to Little C Church, local church. You should go. Okay, so, all right, I'm going to do that. God said it. Um, because God gave it to us, not for our own selfish likes, but for the kingdom. So we go to church. That's what our job is. Our job is to go, be partner, bring our gifts, our talents, our abilities, bring it in, bring it into the church. Because the church is the body of Christ. It works for him. It doesn't work for us. We work for Christ he doesn't work for us, right? All right, let's keep going. So today as we dedicate these children, we're saying we're going to support you guys. We're going to support you. We're going to help teach. Some of you guys teach in children. Some of you guys are just giving good mom and dad tips, right? A lot of the grandparents are here today. You guys are partnering and saying, we've already done it. Now we're just laughing because we're like, <laughs> we're doing the fun stuff. and we're saying, Maybe you should try this way. You know, you have wisdom because you went through it, right? So you're going to do that. You're going you're gonna to teach. You're going to train. You're, you're going to live kingdom so that when your kids are struggling with their kids because the kids get mouthy or do things that are embarrassing or you're like, I can't do this anymore. I need a break. You need to go to grandma's because if you don't, grandma's not, I don't know what's going to happen, right? 
There are days that's like, grandma's number right now. Like, I don't even care. Like, you can do it. This is not my child today. It is grandma's child. <laughs> right? We need to feel like that in the kingdom. Like, I don't know what to do with my kid. Help me. Take my kid. I've had people say, I need to put you in my pocket. Because I teach love and logic, not because my, I raise my kids perfectly. I totally maybe pulled their hair once in a while or spanked them. Shh, don't tell people that one. <laughs> maybe did slap my child in the face one time. And Kaylee's child, but that was an accident. It's during worship, so come on. I have a problem when you stand next to me in worship. I have slapped many of people. I went to conferences. The leaders, Chris Valentin's wife, slapped her right in the stomach. Um, yeah, so worshiping the Lord, correction. <laughs> it's not about you. Get away from <laughs> No, but there's things, but I've done a lot of training. I do this. And so I've had people like, oh, I wish I could just put you in my pocket. So I try to be available to people and say, when they're like, I just don't know what to do. And I try to give any wisdom that God has given me away. Right? Because I don't need to keep it. If God has already given me wisdom on it, I want to give it away freely. I'm not going to make you pay for it. I'm going to say, you know, God's word says this. Try this with your child. All of a sudden it works because God said it. (laughs) That's the way it should be. So we dedicate them. We want to make sure we're living kingdom, that we're sharing our gifts, our talents. You know, as as you guys are raising your children, we want to share that. We want to speak over your kids. We want to be excited to see them. We want to pray. And we're going to do some of that today. We want to help ensure that your family knows the Lord from generation to generation, that they feel that they are part of a family, that they are cared for, that they, that they can do it, that they can be successful in living according to God's word so that then they will raise their kids because they're like, this was great, it was awesome, I have favor, blessing when I did this, so I want to raise my kids, my kids' kids, so it becomes generational. Because you got about two generations where you have any hand in it. That's it. You better make sure the, se- the first and second generation that you got a hand in, they have that firm foundation because now they're in charge of the next. That's so heavy what God has let us be part of. We want that foundation of Christ because the church is a family and Christ is the head, not us. We're not the head. Christ is the head, right? He is in charge. He is our protector. He is, he is the one that covers us with grace. He's the one that shows us how to forgive. He's the one that shows us how to live. He sh- he's the one that does all of that. All we have to do is line up with it, right? He's the head. We follow him. We can have unity in our homes and, and in our churches and our communities, and we can lead people to Christ. Ultimately, that's what we do. When someone sees our family, it's like, I want that. Well, you have to go through Jesus. <laughs> Great. You know what I mean? If, if that is, if someone wants your life and you say, well, my life is only like this because I have Christ, you are at a great opportunity of leading them to the Lord. If someone's like, I do not want that life, right? Then you're like, oh, yeah, Jesus gave this to me. And they're like, no, we want to live according to God's word so that when people see us, they're like, they see Jesus. And they're like, I want that. And then we have the ability to lead them to Christ and reconcile to him, and his blood covers them too. 